for us to have a well-oiled machine. Oh, do we just have a commercial break? No, I am so sorry. I meant to um, hit the button <laughs> to record. My bad. I meant to hit that before I started doing all the other stuff. My bad. But we're, we're we are actively um, recording right now. We're good. All right. So I was saying that um, <laughs> welcome to McDonald's, man. Oh, so I was saying um, that ultimately. The purpose of outside of just delegating responsibilities and having things in place so that we can administratively and logistically function as a well-oiled machine, um, the heartbeat of it is that we, of course, want to share the load of responsibility so no one person is burnt out, but moreover, it's to utilize the strengths of each member of the team to complement one another, fill any holes and any gaps, and it's to challenge the person who holds each responsibility to come forth with things within them either either they didn't know they had that they could bring or if they're aware of not not necessarily to the dimension in which it could it can help facilitate um, strength and growth within the team. And individually, spiritually, we all keep in mind that each role is, is fleshed out through prayer. So in other words, for example, uh, and this is not to single this out specifically, but you're just making a point about, or an example rather, that kind of gives a framework for where, how we're trying to approach this here. Is um, Chris is a wardrobe person, so that's one of his strengths, from what I'm told, concerning his eye or his knack for being able to uh, develop um, a framework for what we're wearing and how we're what colors and style and so on and so forth. However, the uh, growth point might be that. These are things that are also based on having a prophetic understanding of what each color means and being sensitive in the spirit to which particular colors are chosen based on what God is saying. For example, one of the things we talked about, um, Ebony, I know you didn't get a chance to check it out because you weren't able to be with us, but um, last week we discussed that each night had a theme to it, like the fall colors, represented, you know, uh, good things falling away and also represented harvest and represented, you know, seed and planting and soil and, and all of that. And then the second night, it represented fire or blood and also the color black, because we did red and black, it represented, you know, um, strength and elegance and you know, um, power in in God, and then the third day was purple, blue, blue, purple, and white. And blue is the color of revelation. Um, you know, um, white being purity, um, purple being royalty. Also, the color of um, new wine or 
no grace. You know, that wasn't, you know, fellowship. When the grace of Christ, fellowship with God, um, so on and so forth. So point being, um, if Chris was to accept that role, he would go into it much like any of our roles. He would go into it the mindset that God is leading and guiding us. This is not just based on our gifts and talents and the natural. Just like the music that comes forth is not, you know, we're not looking for musicians. We're not looking for great singers. We're not looking for great painters or sculptors and etc. Although there is a skill set side to what we do. Moreover, we're looking for minstrels and psalmists and prophetic poets and prophetic painters and so on and so forth. So, I would say if he chooses to accept, there will be a perfect opportunity for him and whoever accepts what role to either grow in that area or to be steadfast in the area of keeping the spiritual focus at the head or the center of how our gifts and talents are appropriated. So that would be the least, ma'am, that you're, that you're requiring or asking us. Jesus is the least. If we in there with him, we'll just be fine. Okay, so the bottom line is you telling me I got to do it. Uh, I'm not saying you have to do anything. Let's be clear. I want to make sure that whatever the Lord is impressed upon you that you take on, I do not wish to take anyone in anything because we all know we've been in church and ministry long enough to know ain't nothing worse than doing a task that somebody stuck you in that you have no passion for. So yeah, if you do not want to do colors, do so, you can do something else. But I'm just saying, even if it is Chris or whatever it is that you decide to, to step forward with, Ebony, make sure that, number one, if you decline, that it's because you do not believe that God is leading you that way. Don't base it on comfort zone, because comfort zone means nothing when it comes to us growing in God. Uh, okay, um, but... You don't have to answer right now because we're not, we not doing business till next week. So you got time to pray. Or if you feel in your spirit now that you have something else that you desire to come forward with in terms of how you feel like you can be an asset in another area that you do have a passion for, then feel free to share. You um, share that next week. We don't have to even get into that right now. I'm just trying to give you a framework for where we are with all of that. Because I don't want anyone to, one, feel like they're being forced into anything, but I also don't want anyone to shy away from anything that God could be impressing upon them to grow. That's all. Okay. So, um, these are, um, where we really in terms of really pretty much you finished covering all the areas of the recap or Yes, sir. That's um that's all the old business. And so basically next week we're gonna end up um pretty much um kicking off with solidifying all that you just said. We're gonna probably need to go around and just lay claim on what role the Lord would lead us to do. Um and we'll target that and then we will just um hopefully by then we'll have 
some form of um, tentative dates to give you all. We can talk about dates for rehearsal times and all of that. And then fundraising ideas. Those are the three main things that we really want to talk about. And then um, whatever else Shanti sends out in a text, we'll know what she wants to cover in the agenda. Absolutely. Uh, Naya. Uh-huh. How are you, Linda? I'm great. Okay, so would you be so kind to uh to 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 lead us uh into um prayer. Um you know, just going forth, um you know, to open up a space for God to inhabit beyond, you know, our logistical side. So if we can kind of begin to go into worship. Um, if everyone, if you will, while she's playing, just begin to join in as you feel led in your prayer language. Um, there's things that, of course, as we all know, we can tap into in another realm that comes forth from uh, being in our prayer language in the heavenly night. If you feel led to go forth in your prayer language, starting off, that's fine. If you feel led to come forth with uh, English and then, you know, move from however God leads you. And then, you know, also let's just begin to make melody before the Lord as we're coming into prayer and worship. And just, you know, allow God to unfold it as he sees fit before we actually go into sharing the word on tonight. Is that all right with everyone? Amen. All right. Amen. Hold on, whenever you're ready. Let us get our minds and our hearts ready for prayer. Father God, we just thank you. We bless you. And God, I just want to say, because of your loving kindness, is better than life, and my lips shall praise thee. And I will bless thee while I live. I will lift up my hand in thy name. God, we just bless you. Oh, we thank you, we praise you, we lift your name. Glory oh, call you holy. Hallelujah, Jesus. Glory to your name, Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, we come humbly before your throne of grace. God, we're seated in heavenly places with Christ yes, Jesus, God. So we pray from a posture and a position, seated in yes, heavenly sir. places, God. And we say thank you. We thank say we you, honor Lord. you and we adore yes, you, God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. We thank Glory you your name, for Lord. 360 degree insight, oh God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, God. And we say thank, thank you, you, God. That Thank we come from a victorious posture this evening, God. Hallelujah. We Thank pray you, from a Jesus. stance of victory, God. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. We pray from a stance from above, oh God. And we say thank you. 
Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And we honor you. God, we just come before your throne of grace tonight, giving your name praise, giving your name glory, giving your name honor, God. And we yes, seek Lord. you, oh God. We have several petitions before you tonight, Father. God, for our roles tonight. Lord God, touch each and every member of the praise and worship team, God. We pray for breakthrough even in their devotional time, God. In the name of Jesus, that one-on-one time, God, that intimate time with you, God. Oh, God, we pray for even increase in that time, that you give insight, oh, God. And even for those that are struggling in their word, God, we pray for a fire, God, to ignite in their bellies, oh, God, a thirst and a hunger for you, oh, God, through your word, through the intimacy, oh, God, that they may sing songs and spiritual songs unto you, oh, God. Father God, we just say thank you, God, for the new work that you're doing inside of us. Yes. God, we thank you for the new work that you're doing inside of us. And that is your oh, God. And we give your name to praise. Thank we you, give you Jesus. honor. We thank you for strategies. You have already designed and given us insight and wisdom and knowledge of revelation, God. To do what you called us to do in the house. And we give your name praise. We thank you, God, that you hold us in smack dab in the middle of your will, God. That we move straight to the left or to the right. That we'll stay synchronized and syncopated with your will, God. That we will hear the cadence of your heart today, God. God. That we won't go astray, God, but we'll stay with you, God. Hallelujah, God. And we say, Thank you. We say thank you, God. Hallelujah. All our hearts of gratitude pour out for you. Like an offering, God. Yes, God. Like an offering, God. We not only say thank you, but we say thank you. Thank you, Father. Oh, God, it overflows. And it burns deep within us, oh, God. Hallelujah, God. Hallelujah, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Every demonic attack in the name of Jesus, over our lives, over our lives, over our mind, cover it with the blood of Jesus. From the crown of our heads to the sole of our very feet, in the name of Jesus, when you send us a good man, order by the Lord, that you thank you in advance for ordering our steps. Oh, we won't be Hallelujah. <laughs> 
And so the Lord has been dealing with me and just impressing upon me and showing me different images and symbols and and concepts in the word and just prophetically in revelation and just even things that I see pop up in natural life that have a lot to do with fire and wine, wind and water. Uh, and then the the two images that are the result of the fire and the wine and the wind and the water coming forth are the heart of gold and the light of purity and illumination. Mm. Mm. The gold is is made purified through the fire and the wine. The wind and the water is what clears out the pathway and it brings forth the wind that stoked the fire for revelation to come forth and for the oil to burn and then the light of purity and of illumination. And of course, also, when we talk about fire, we know we have tons of scriptures around the refinest fire or the fire that goes before us to burn up the enemy or the fire that burns within us or, you know, incense being burned or as you lifted up the oil vats being burned, you know that. And, of course, we have the scriptures that have to do with, you know, being tested and tried in fire as, you know, coming out shining as pure gold and silver and so on and such. You know, um, so in that, there's um there's four main things that God has is I call it the four Ps. There's um position. Um matter of fact, DJ, when you um mentioned the oil that you're talking about how the oil is at the bottom and then there's the wick that you can change the position of how high it is or how low it is. Mm. You know, this has to do with where we are in God in terms of where we're seated, where we're placed, where we're planted, how we're planted. It's the how, where it has to do with how God has positioned us in this season strategically. The how has to do with our posture. So we have position. Then we have posture, which means, you know, our mindsets while in the position that God has placed us in, our heart space while in the position that God has placed us in. So not only is the wick positioned a certain way, but the oil, like you were just speaking about in the image that God revealed to you, Deidre, the oil is placed at the bottom for a reason. Because... If you put the oil in the middle, where is it burning from? The bottom is the foundation upon mm-hmm. everything is standing. The wick is just the place that stems from where we're actually going to light the flame. Mm-hmm. So you have uh, position. Posture. Then you have process. When you light a wick, there's a process that happens when it catches, and then as it burns, 
takes a while for the wick to burn down. And the oil burns down. But then there's also a process in the refilling of the oil to make sure that you have some more to burn all over again. Mm-hmm. And so there's a process in which we are are cultivated in God, in which we are purified in God, in which we are manifesting in God, in which we multiply in God. So what the Lord showed me was position, posture, process, and then power. Mm-hmm. And and every dimension of glory and faith and manifestation that we grow in, the, this process starts all over again. Mm-hmm. Every step, every every uh, like the old uh, hymn goes, we're climbing Jacob's ladder. Every round goes higher and higher. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, at every round. Interestingly enough, um, the Lord just brought to my uh, to my memory. Um, I had a wise mentor that taught on the whole revelation behind Jacob's ladder, the concept of the image of the ladder that was shown in terms of Jacob having an understanding and in terms of the inspiration behind that hymn has to go with going higher in God and dimensions, but also the spiral of the ladder looks a lot like the DNA symbol. Mm. So in other words, we're we're going higher in our realm of understanding and revelation and connection to who we are and what we're made of and how we are called to to to, to our position to posture and the process it takes for us to manifest. So we're being purified, then we're manifesting, and then we multiply because with every round, every uh, that we go higher, there should be more that is poured in. And then more that comes out. The all that should always be full as the should lift it up. So even after it burns down, boom, God puts more oil in, lift the wick up, position it, boom, get in place, light it, then the process starts, and then the power comes forth. Because as the light comes forth, the power comes forth, as the illumination comes forth, the insight comes forth, the revelation the how, when, what, where, why, all this is made known to us, the secret things of the kingdom, uh, strategies, downloads, you know, from the worship to the uh, logistics to the everything that we need to do to be in position to move forth uh, and, and do the will of the Lord in our individual lives and as it, it relates to our corporate strategies for kingdom advancement and for apostolic and prophetic reformation. Mm-hmm. So, um, the power does not come without the other three pieces. Without pos- without position, without proper position, without proper posture, and without the proper process, what you have is uh, a light show. Mm. Or you have strange fire. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And of course, uh, we all understand that strange fire 
Um, interestingly enough, while we were worshiping and praying, God led me to um, James. Um, I'm going to go there for a second since we were talking about strange fire. Yeah, I think I'm going to park there for a hot second. Um, James chapter, where am I? Yes. So James chapter three, I believe. One second, I'm pulling it up here on my phone. Um, so, um, so one of the things, you know, in some of this, you know, I, I don't, I don't, um, uh, I would be remiss to to assume that that you don't already assume that we haven't already studied some of this already. We all are people who, um, who have been in the word and learning the word. However, I'm merely lifting it up from the perspective in which we're addressing on tonight. Um, but definitely not in a measure as to condescend if you know that anyone does not already have some of this knowledge and revelation. Uh, it is my heart to always to remain open and humble and teachable myself. Um, but um, it says, Be not many of you teachers, my brethren, knowing that we shall receive higher, heavier judgment. For in many things we all stumble. If any stumble not uh, in word, the saying is a perfect man, able to bridle the whole body also. Now, if we put the horses' bridles into their mouths that they may obey us, we turn about their whole body also. Behold, the ships also, though they are so great and are driven by rough winds, are yet turned around about by a very small rudder, whether the impulse of the steersman wilted. Um, pause right there. So... Um, doesn't have to look big or sound big or appear big or be big in order to have power. Just has the right po uh, position, posture, process. Uh, what um, I hear God saying is get low, humility, because and not, take not lightly that we've been given the task to bring forth teaching and revelation and understanding through the word in song and in what we express in our prophetic uh, releases. Um, but also humility keeps us from having strange fire because it's not about us. Strange fire, as some of you may know, comes from uh, idolatry, mixing mm -hmm. things uh, or placing things on on the altar where only God belongs, or as the scriptures would describe it um, in Exodus, um, there's a specific incense that was put up or in a temple or burnt just for God. It has a certain mixture of different uh, elements that God gave instruction for them to put together that was different from the other incense bowls. There were different bowls that were burned for different reasons, but this particular one was specifically just for God. And we have to make sure that we uh, keep that incense 
on the table of our heart and our minds and our spirits burning just for God, staying humble. Um, when I think of what I lifted up earlier about the gold and the the light of purity, the white light of purity, gold, um, you've heard the phrase, uh, it, people use it uh, sometimes in the world, you see it in movies, when you go to the movies, they, especially um, back in the day, they used to have a, a thing that would flash on the screen, it says silence is golden. Um, that term or phrasing, actually what God showed me, has to do with a posture that says you're considerate, says that you're listening, says that you're watching and you're waiting for what is being presented to you. Because when you're at the movies and you're watching and you're waiting and listening, you're not talking because you're trying to figure out what's about to happen, what's being said, and you also consider the fact there are people around you that are trying to hear and listen and watch as well. So in other words, it still goes back to humility. You know, if we kill pride and allow God to be glorified and exalted and humble ourselves before him, then he will raise us up before men to exalt his name. Uh, and that keeps our hearts pure, keeps our ear gates clear, our eye gates uh, clear, our hearts unhardened and clear of debris and perversion. Um, it also has to do with being mindful of what we say. Because uh, the next thing that's lifted up in the scripture in verse 5 is, So the tongue also is a little member, both of great things. Behold, how much wood is kindled by how small a fire. And the tongue is a fire. The world of iniquity among our members is the tongue, which defiles the whole body and setteth on fire the wheel of nature, and is set on fire by hell. For every kind of beast and birds and of creeping creeping things and things in the sea is tamed and hath been tamed by mankind. But the tongue can no no man tame. It is restless evil. It is full of deadly poison. Therefore bless we the Lord and Father and the and thereof curse we men who are made after the likeness of God. Out of the same mouth cometh forth Blessing and cursing, my brethren, these things ought not be. Doth the fountain send forth from the same opening sweet water and bitter? Can a fig tree, my brethren, yield olives or a vine of figs? Neither can salt water yield sweet. Who is wise and understanding among you? Let him show by his good life his uh, works and weakness of wisdom. So, in other words, what God was saying to me right there is no mixture. Only burn for him. Amen. No mixture. The moment that we add in, because uh, if you go back to Exodus um, and um just for in the interest of time, because of different things we're trying to cover, we won't have to go there just yet. Uh, but I'll send out the um, description verse. You know, if everyone would like to study it out a little more in their own time. But in the scripture, God specifically gave warning to the Israelites: Do not mix anything else in this bowl here. But what I told you. 
These other ones, those are specifically for what I gave you to you for concerning the atonement for your people. But this right here, this is for my exaltation only. So, uh, blessings and curses should not come out of the same mouth. But also, because the tongue is a fire and we have the ability to speak and declare and say and prophesy and release certain things in the atmosphere, we have to be mindful of what we're releasing and how we're releasing it. You know, which also starts with what is our heart space doing? What is the posture of our heart? In our positioning in God, do we have the right mindset? Do we have the right attitude? Do we have the right desire and passion and hunger for the things of God? And uh, as uh, Naive and prayed earlier, I, I remember hearing us uh, touch on something concerning our hunger and our desire for that. Um, and uh, you know, our hunger and our desire for God just trying to uh, understand that we have the correct posture and we have the correct understanding and revelation, but also that um, that we just keep ever before us the things of God, be mindful of what we're watching, what we're listening to, you know, and of course everything in balance, but also we're in a special season where consecration is of a higher order. So sometimes things that we might enjoy in our personal time, we might have to put them to the side for a moment simply because we have to be mindful of the fact that we're preparing for a specific battle that requires us to be tuned in in a certain kind of way. So sometimes that means that what we're doing is, you know, we're only listening to worship, you know, we're only watching certain things or, or meditating on certain things. So that um that we're able to be able to um um you know stay stay in a place of, of purity in how we're hearing God, how we're we're understanding God, how we're internalizing the things of God, how we're um meditating on the things of God, you know, keeping our channels just open in a certain space. And also, the other thing that God brought me to, and then I want to hear from some of you all in terms of some of the things that God might be putting in your spirit, even as I've been sharing some of these things, and also as, um, you know, as, you know, whatever this has been coming to you in you and your personal time, you know, if there's anything that came forth during worship, like uh, how Deidre said, said some things. Um, but the other thing, you know, God doesn't address us with expectation without giving us hope and revelation on how to manifest. So um, the other thing God brought to me was Isaiah. Um chapter 7 and um I want to go down to verse 
verse 13. Yeah, so that's Isaiah chapter 7, verse 13. Um, says, and he said, Hear ye now, O house of David, is it a small thing for you to, to weary men, that ye will weary by my God also? Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and, a, and bear a son, and shall call his name Emmanuel. And it says, Butter and honey shall he eat when he knoweth to refuse the evil and choose the good. For behold, before the child shall know to refuse the evil and choose the good, the land whose two kings thou abhorrest shall be shaken. Jehovah will bring up upon thee and upon thy people and upon thy father's house days that have not come from the day that Ephraim departed from Judah, even the king of Assyria. And it shall come to pass in that day that Jehovah will hiss with a fly that is in the uttermost part of the rivers of Egypt for the bee that is in the land of Assyria. And they shall come and they shall rest all of them in the de desolate valleys and in the clefts of the rocks and upon all thorn hedges and upon all pastures. In that day would the Lord shave with a razor that is hired uh, in the parts beyond the river even with the king of Assyria, the head and the hair of the feet, and it shall also consume the beard. And it shall come to the pass in that day that the man shall keep alive a young cow and two sheep. And it shall come to pass that because of the abundance of milk which they shall give, shall eat butter, for butter and honey shall everyone eat that is left in the midst of the land. And it shall come to pass in the day that every place where there were a thousand vines and a thousand silverlings shall be shall be for briars and thorns, with arrows and with bow shall one come hither. And because all the land shall be bit briars and thorns, and all the hills that were digged with the mattock, thou shalt not come thither for the fear of briars and thorns, but it shall be for the sending forth of oxen and for the treading of sheep. So, if you go back to, um, I just kind of read that whole segment to give y'all a, a framework. Uh, three main things that God pointed out to me is that um, He's giving us a, a, a framework or a picture of Christ, who is the hope of glory coming forth uh, into the earth. This is the, of course, we know before this actually happens in Isaiah, it's being prophesied. But moreover, what really stuck out to me was um, it talked about, it says, um, hear ye now, O house of David, it is a small thing for you to worry men that ye will uh, weary my God also. Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. So in other words, the word weary stuck out to me. So just when it seems like God is about done with man, he says, but wait, now I'm going to send the birthing out of new things. That's what I was hearing. New strength, new oil, new revelation. Um, 
And that takes me back again to the fire and wine, the wind and water. You know, wind also a lot of times symbolizes oxygen that breathes life into fire or the breath of God or wind that blows. Now, just as you talked about these, or the wind, the troubling wind that comes to, to, to uh, blow out the fire, the wind of God comes forth to stoke the fire. And to and the water comes forth to purify and wash away that which would hinder and also will give life to the crops or seeds that have already died in the ground to to sprout up new things. Wine, of course, as we know, is poured out. You know, we know that the concept of new wineskins has to do with us being in a certain posture where God has gutted out that which is not like him and has been able to pour out new things. But also, you know, going back to the topic, uh, I think Bishop even shared on, uh, on it on the conference. He, I think he put a post up about grapes and how we are on a cluster representing our unity in the body, but also grapes represents, you know, fellowship with God. And uh, when grapes are crushed, and then placed in uh, special uh, vats where they can it, it can age, it becomes fermented and becomes wine. So in other words, we are fermenting or being cultivated in the place of God where <clears throat> when that word it says, Behold, there's a sign, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. To conceive, and I'm sure for those of you all here, women who have had children, you all understand the whole concept of birthing. Matter of fact, I heard y'all earlier kind of, you know, chiming in and talking about it, and then I heard other comments about, you know, women and how you all are constantly unveiling and unraveling and un, yeah. So there's a new, you know, I was, I was listening. I, I didn't say much because I was, I was paying attention because I'm not a woman, so I'm, I'm, I was trying to gain some wisdom here. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, what I believe bears witness is, and this is actually even at at, uh, at church today, you know, that just kept coming forth. Uh, God is releasing a, 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 a virgin anointing, a rebirth. You know, uh, and Emmanuel, of course, means God with us. And and then we talked about the butter. And down it goes down to verse 15. It says, butter and honey shall he eat when he knoweth to refuse the evil and choose the good. So in other words, what it is, is God is giving an illumination of the newness in him. He is revealing to us a revelation of who we are and our true our identity. He's peeling back the layers of dysfunction, peeling back the layers of Corruption, peeling back the layers of uh, confusion and peeling back the layers of uh, disruption that would cause us to not be grounded in our true identity in him. Uh, the butter and, and the honey, you know, representing spiritual food. You know, of course, we also heard other scriptures that talk about how when we get to heaven, with the land flowing with milk and honey or even the promised land and different things. All throughout scriptures, it's always talking about milk and honey or butter and honey, bread and honey, 
or even when Jesus was tempted by the uh, the enemy in the wilderness, he, he says, turn the stones into bread. Aren't you hungry? He says, man shall not live by bread alone, but every mouth that comes out of the word of the Lord. What the whole goal is, you know, what, are we, what are we feeding on? There's a knowing in him that comes only by what we are being fed by him. Uh, Isaiah 55 puts it like this: Come and eat what is not bread or water. Come buy and and uh, um, come eat and buy uh, what is not bread. You know. So in other words, this is not. He's not talking about physical food. He's talking about spiritual food. Now, flip side, during those days, as you know, the Israelites had certain customs for how they ate, especially when God was trying to put them in a place of consecration. For him, eating butter and honey is a physical thing, too, that has to do with our fasting, of course. But even moreover, even when we're not actually fasting, has to do with what is our diet looking like? How are we eating? How are we taking care of our bodies? Because we got a whole lot of folks that are super spiritual and can coming in a hundy bobolo pizza there on the heaven, but don't take care of their bodies and they die early. Or... They have the ability to pray for all these other people, but they breathe in heavy, and by the time they finish, they can't function. Not because, just because they poured out virtue, but because they're not eating right or they're not exercising. And this is something that God even pressed upon me for myself that I'm trying to even get back on because I kind of got a little um, lazy, if I can just be transparent about that in that regard. However, in this season, we're going to have to take care of our bodies, not just our temples and spiritual thought, but our oil vats have to be full with the right things that we're feeding ourselves to be able to be in good shape because we can't move about and do kingdom work if we out of shape. Yeah. So, uh, but the hope is the the uh, the, the grace, a special. Anointing when when Christ was prophesying forth that there was going to be Emmanuel, God with us to come. What He was saying is that I'm not going to ask or require of you things. I'm not going to put you in position. I'm not going to ask you to have a certain posture, and I'm not going to ask you to walk out a process that you will all, already fail going in. I'm going to give you something that that will put you in a place of power to manifest. So God gives us. The virgin, because Mary was a virgin, so it represents purity, but it also represents an opportunity to walk in new mercies, to walk in new revelation. Also, what God showed me is that the, the, the birth canal that's been plowed, so to speak, for a new seeds to be dropped or to manifest is some of the work that we did in Richmond and going forth and some of the other things and even other stations in the kingdom, other places. The ripple effect or a domino effect, if you will, is kind of like when you look at a field and you have rows of soil and seeds are being planted in the soil. And then the rain comes forth. But um, the rain in Old Testament pre-Noah's flood did not come from the sky. It came from up from the ground. The sky rain came as a symbol for God to show mankind, what he had already said would come forth that was already happening in the ground. When you talk about morning dew 
and, you know, the fresh, you know, if you stand outside early in the morning and you look at the dude that's already on the ground, that's the rain coming up from the ground. So, in other words, we don't, uh, the knowing in God, when it, when it says, um, Jesus says, says, he will eat butter and honey and sh- uh, he shall eat when he knoweth to refuse the evil and choose the good. For behold, uh, for before the child shall know to refuse the evil, choose and choose the good, uh, the good. Then he goes further down and explains all the things that will happen in the land. So in other words, all those other things that are explaining in the land, God is saying, I'm preparing a way. I'm creating a canal for new things to come forth and be birthed out. And so that's where the hope of glory is made manifest because God gives us a newness to walk in. So every time our oil runs out, as again, I'm lift up as Deidre pointed out, or even as Naya prayed earlier about the hunger for God. There's a newness in God, a new hunger that God desires us to operate in in this season that is not like any other type of hunger that we've ever had before, not like any other type of knowing in him that we've had before, not like any other type of burning and passion for him that we've had before. Amen. So, um, all right, comments, questions, revelations, prophetic words. What is God? What, talk to me, everyone. What's God saying to you? Don't everybody go all at one time. Is everyone still there? Are we pondering? Are we praying? Are we having a sandwich? Uh, <laughs> I mean, it, you know, it's okay if everybody, we just sitting with what we've lifted up so far. That's cool. I'm just trying to get a gauge on what's happening. Because the airways are real solid. Seems as though is everyone is kind of pretty much in a state of pondering and listening right now. Yeah. Yeah. That's I, that's what I am. Yeah. Just listening and pondering. I have to agree. Just listening. That's actually an awesome thing. That means. That would be what I was speaking about earlier. Silence is golden. It means that we're humble before God. That's an awesome thing for us to have that posture.
Did everybody get that text from Ebony? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can I make a suggestion? Absolutely. There was a video that I watched this weekend, and it's called Transformation. Mm-hmm. I'm suggesting, have you guys seen it? No, I haven't. Okay. I'm going to suggest that everybody watch it. Um, it's on YouTube. It's called Transformations, and then there's a number one. There's a number two, and there's a number one of two, I mean, two of two. But it talks about how God, um, how he went through, uh, how the prayer, people prayed in different cities that were, that were just terrorized by the enemy. So much so that police, you know, sometimes the police didn't even want to go in. They would bribe people so that they didn't have to work in that section. But it talks about how um, through prayer, fasting, intercession, how the Spirit of God went into these different places and transformed it. And and not only did he transform it, but like in one particular place, and the video talks about how when the whole city, practically the whole city, turned over to God, that their crops, they started having the biggest vegetables, um, that the ground started yielding her increase on their behalf. You know, it lines up with what the, the word that came forth when we were at the last meeting. But um, it would be an encouragement to us to know that, that the work that we're doing is not in vain and that God hears us and that he says, you know, he's, he's looking for a man that will pray and, mm-hmm. and um, hold the city up. 
um, who will will stand in the gate or stand in the gap for the city um, mm-hmm. so that we can do the work. This is the, it's called transformations, and it's it's uh, number one transformations. The number one It's just to encourage you guys that what we're doing, God actually he he's moving, but he can't move without a man asking him to do it. So, you know, everything that that God is releasing tonight to build this up, you know, it's so that we can go in and and tear down what the yeah. enemy has taken over. Um, or actually what, what somebody gave him and nobody took it back. So mm-hmm. rightfully out because, you know, when Jesus took the keys, he took back the authority that he, that Adam yeah. had yeah. initially. So it's our right and it's our duty to go in and take the land back and so that the kingdom of God can be established in that atmosphere and it can grow. Um, I've been to Richmond. My daughter used to live there. And I was saddened by some of the things that I saw. Um, but I believe God. And I know that this is, it's its a beginning and a start for the Holy Spirit to move and, you know, to break up fallow ground so that we can see his work. You know, yeah. we, we ask for the rain and he sends it, you know, not just the rain physically, but the rain of his presence to fall into the place so that, um, the hardness of the ground, which are the people, because we're just real estate. You know, God took one man and multiplied them, but he got that one man from the earth. So we are just real estate that needs the reign of God to come upon us and fall in our life. And if we would go in and be, become rain clouds in that place so that God mm-hmm. can fall and fall in the ground, mm-hmm. um, he would do it through us, you know, and we will set the tone in the atmosphere. We change atmospheres when we go into Richmond and we do these works of God. We are changing the atmosphere and setting it up so that there is a constant recycling of the presence of God. The rain comes down, the the the, uh, the steam comes up, God sends it back down again. He just constantly recycles his, you know, the newness of his presence, but it's, it's going up and coming down and going up and coming down. It's not going up the same way it went down, so it's, it's a constant cycle. Um, but he just needs a man in the earth to to request this. And that's what we're doing. And mm-hmm. this this video is just something to encourage your heart um, to see the, how God did it in the hardest of places. Oh my gosh! In Colombia, uh, South America, in in all of these in Africa and these places, people don't even want to go to. They don't the the people who live there don't even walk outside at night. Type of places. Um, just horrible, horrible, horrible places. One place. They um it made the news that nobody got killed that weekend. That's how bad that name that that city was. Somebody about fifteen people every weekend was getting killed. Every mm. week that was the norm. And when somebody finally didn't kill get killed over the weekend after they had started praying, it made the papers. So mm. that's once they started praying and God started to do things, you know, and he started at the top and then he moved it down into you know, into the lower part. So know that what we're doing it's it's required of us because we have to ask God. You know, we have to invite him in, and that's what we're doing. So all of the things that Darius is building us up with and the Holy Spirit is enriching in our hearts, um, it's so that we can go in and become a rain cloud so that the Father can funnel through us and he can soften that ground and draw the people, the hearts of the people, to himself. And we'll do it legally because he can't do it without our 
us requesting it. So be encouraged when you guys watch this video. Um, if you have an opportunity, you can watch number two. Number two is it's, it's not as powerful as number one. Number one gives you like five different cities and different countries how God did it. Um, number two is, is not as strong, just gives you a specific type of people that God did it for, but it would just behoove us to watch it, to be encouraged and see what God has done already. Amen. We are the first of our kind in this region. Oh. The example that you just lifted up, and thank you for sharing that to me, the example that you just lifted up. Oh. In D.C., Maryland, and Virginia, we are the first of our kind. There are many who are first of kind. Some are aware of first of kind. Some are unaware but those who are who are who, those of us who are already in position must have a posture of understanding that as God takes us through the process of growing from glory to glory to give us put us to to um to pour out to us the portion of his power that he desires for us to release or birth out in the atmosphere that we are trailblazers and pioneers. Now, we understand this in theory, but in the measure of knowing, there's a knowing that God desires for us to walk in. Of course, the humility allows us to be listening and hearing and to soak up and digest. But as we're feeding on the things of God, there's a, there's an illuminative knowing that gives us the confidence that's the word that came to me as Tamika was sharing the encouragement, the confidence. Oh, as um, a wise bishop once told, uh, coined the term uh, a few years back called humble audacity. Mm-hmm. Sounds, sounds oxymoronic, but the concept is you're humble before God, but you are audacious before the enemy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We bow before the king. We never kneel to the enemy, ever. In fact, we're supposed to be so bold that as God gives us the authority or has given us already the authority and the position, we are supposed to laugh in the enemy's face the same way David did Goliath before he slung a slingshot through the middle of his head and then hop on top of him and chop his head off. Yeah, jump on that line. <laughs> we are worship warriors. Really? And uh, the cycle that Tamika shared about, you know, the, the mist coming up from the ground and then the rain coming down from the sky, what I was hearing was from New Earth to New Jerusalem. New Earth is, of course, the ground level where the rain comes up from the ground, and we're ascending through the second heaven into New Jerusalem. We dwell in eternal places, but when the rain comes down, or we are the sign or the symbol or the birthing out, if you will, of the virgin anointing that brings forth the new things, and with us in our bellies we carry Emmanuel. So we are the rain. 
Tamika put it, we are the rain clouds. We are the sign of the kingdom. We are the only Emmanuel that some people will ever see. Some folk might never step foot in in a church building a day in their life, but they'll be transformed by what we share and feel compelled to 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 recreate after its own or after seed of its own kind that has been deposited in them, which is the ultimate goal anyway. The assembly of the saints, which of course we as believers do not forsake, but the assembly of the saints, the only purpose really is it for us to. To, to build and encourage and, and be instructed, be you know, and, you know, of course, we have to first be cleaned up so we get delivered, saved, healed, delivered, all that. But it's not for us to just continue to practice on each other. It's for us to be empowered to go out and recreate other disciples in the earth. Everywhere we go. Everywhere they got us assigned us to. We recreate, or as the scripture puts it, make new disciples. Make, uh, and I know Tamika, you understand this well because of your your culinary background. What I the word make new uh, make disciples in the earth to me that sounds like baking ingredients. To make something is to create. We are co-creators with Christ. We are new creations ourselves, but we are to be creators of new things. Amen. Rain brings forth seed that produces new life from the ground. There's little rain clouds we're bringing forth or making or creating new disciples or and we do this through apostolic and prophetic reformation, as we know, from a corporate standpoint. But to break it down to even the smallest compound, our oil vats are filled, our wicks burn, that illumination and light can come forth. Darkness is consumed by light when it comes forth. So when God stepped out into the earth and said, let there be light, it wasn't that light didn't already exist. It just came forth. It was made known to, to us. You can be sitting in a room that's pitch black, but you you flip the light switch or burn an oil lamp or light a, strike a match or light a lighter or light a fire, you know, start a fire or light a flashlight, you know, anything that has to do with light. And the whole entire room becomes illuminated. So now the light is made known to you. It was there the whole time, but it's made known to you because you flipped the switch. So we have to make the light known to the people who are who are moving about and walking in darkness and stay ever humble before God to recognize that we ourselves are in darkness without the light of God. Keep us humble so that we don't think that we've arrived because then we'll stay hungry for more God.
Preacher Naya, y'all quiet over there. Y'all got something going on with with, with what you feeling in your spirit? Anything? Or y'all still sitting with it? Deidre? Naya? Um, there's a lot going on over here with me. Um, so many, um, scriptures that come down when you guys were talking about earlier, the, the lamp and the light and, um, (laughs) and, um, I just remember an ordinance for the, um, children of Israel um, um, in Exodus 27, and I've just been meditating on it for the call where um, God commanded the people of Israel to bring pure oil (laughs) for the light to keep the lamps burning continually in the tabernacle and it's a continual it's a perpetual (laughs) it's a perpetual praise and it's a perpetual worship um and it signifies um the scripture says that um <laughs> the lampstand will stand in the tabernacle in front of the inner curtain that the shield of the Ark of the Covenant, Aaron and his sons, must keep the lamps burning in the Lord's presence <laughs> all night. And this is a permanent law for the people of Israel, and it must be observed from generation to generation. And even now, that lamp, that light, it's still burning. Wow. It's still shining for us. Okay. Yep, 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 yep. Continually burning. Well, when you start talking about oil and you start talking about lamps, what comes to my mind is the five wise versions and the five foolish. Yeah. You know, and they all had oil and they all had lamps, which meant they were all part of the body of Christ. They were all waiting for his return. You know, Mm -hmm. they were all in a posture of waiting and, you know, prayer or whatever it was that they were doing. Um, But five of them were wise and five were foolish. Mm -hmm. And the foolish didn't carry enough oil in their lamp. Mm-hmm. Their oil burnt out. And, the, you know, they wanted some from the wise. And the wise was like, go get your own oil. We mm-hmm. have to spend our own time in the presence of God. We have to. Mm-hmm. Um, we can't live. You you can't live off of somebody else's oil. Someone did that. Well, yes. you got to in God's presence. You've got to lay on your own face 
and get before him for yourself because my oil is for me and your oil is for you. And God is, we're different vessels and God will use it any way that he sees fit. It's his oil that he's putting into us. But we have to take the time to, we have to spend our currency, which is our time, in his presence. In exchange, he gives us more oil. Mm-hmm. So we have to be willing to pay the price that it's going to require for us to, to purchase that oil. And that means that we have to spend more time, time is our currency, in his presence yeah. so that we can constantly on that refill. And just just get it where it's 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 like an automatic. We just got our card charged up. We we you know, we he knows we're coming. This is our set time. We meet every day, and and I'm exchanging my time for his oil. So it's 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 an even ex- well I can't call it an even exchange, but it's the exchange that he allows. It's the rate of exchange that he allows for what he's pouring out into us, and it behooves us. You know, sometimes um, people don't um, they 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 rest on other people's anointing. You know, they they wait for somebody else to to start singing so they can rest on that anointing that's flowing from that other person. But uh-huh. we have to come and be filled with the the anointing that God has poured out for each one of us. So we have to to make sure, um, like uh, when when Bishop had signed up a he had given up a given started a class, and I made a comment. You know, go get your own oil. You know, this I'm gonna get mine, but make sure y'all get your own oil. This is this is this is a place of filling here. This is for for wise virgins, you know, to come and refill mm-hmm. while the oil is being poured out. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> gotta wait for the next pour out. But but if you know that mm-hmm. there's a pouring out, or you can go and you can you can find you a you can get in his presence and 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 cause an exchange to take place. It behooves us to do that because yeah. the oil will run out. As we can see, the oil ran out, and they had to refill. So that oil will be spent. So we, we yep. know that it's going to be spent. It's supposed to be spent, but it's also supposed, also supposed to be a refilling and a refreshing. So we have to do what we know to do in order to get that oil to be refilled and refreshed. So, you know, that that's what comes to mind. Um mm-hmm. You know, and and watch where we spend our oil. Watch where you spend it. Um, <clears throat> be mindful of people who just want to pull on your oil. Like I said, they don't have their own, so they want to pull on yours all the time. You know, let encourage them. You know, get before the Lord. You 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 want what I got? Get on your face and get it like I got it. You know, there was there was a girl in my old choir who was constantly she she would she just wanted to touch me every time the Lord would use it. She wants to to touch me. She wants to get what. God has for me. That's not how you get it. Mm. You have to get in your face, and God will pour out in you. You can get the same thing. He will pour oil in you, and you will be anointed for whatever it is that God wants you to do. But you're going to have to get it yourself, and it's, it's going to be right. oil for you. So that's that's very important because we will this oil will spend, but we definitely have to to, to spend to exchange our currency, which is our time, for His oil. So that's what comes to mind when I when I heard the the oil and the, the stuff like that. I was gonna just simply say that it sounds like the Lord hasn't changed His tone. He's been consistent from the beginning. When He, yeah. just like what Naya just said, 
when he was dealing with the Levitical priesthood, the commandment was for them. The requirement was for them to go bring pure oil and keep it filled continually. And then fast forward, fast forward, now all the way through to Revelation, it was for them to go get your own oil, and you should have had it filled continually. So now because it wasn't filled, you having to borrow somebody else's. Problem with that, it's too late. So then, and even bringing it into midway, we've dealt with Levitical priesthood, we've taken it all the way to Revelation. But even dealing with center it right into tonight when the Lord showed the, the, the vessels of oil and has and commanded us and put a mandate on us to keep keep our vessels yes. filled with oil. So it's this the Lord is being very clear and very consistent with what what He's telling us to do. It is for us. It is for us to ensure. Because honestly, he never said, Okay, Aaron don't you worry. I'm going to just fill it right on up supernaturally for you. All I need y'all to do is show up. That's not mm. what he said. That's not what he said. Mm-hmm. And he didn't tell the five virgins either, it's okay. It's really okay. You, I'm sure you were busy. You were looking for me to come. Don't you worry. It was for me to go ahead and fill that up. That's not what he said. And tonight, he did not say he was going to fill it up. That's not. Mm-hmm. That's not. It is for us. It's like you just said, Tamika. It is for us to it is for us to it's almost like um it's almost like nobody can expect no one can expect oil without a harvesting and a crushing of all of yeah. the earth. Yeah. Exactly. And so the, it requires it requires yeah. something. So yeah. we can't say, Oh well wait a minute, I just grew like five five bushels of, of olive trees, so I'm expecting the oil to flow. Problem with that statement is, baby, you haven't done anything. You have you can't expect oil until you you have literally pulled the now there's work involved. You have to go harvest that. Now you gotta go into a dark place. Now you gotta go ahead and squeeze out from the from the olive the oil that you're expecting and position Darius, position the those those vials those vessels get in position so that the oil can so that the vessel oh god so the vessels can receive the oil mm-hmm. <laughs> there has to be a positioning of the vessels in order for the vessels to receive the oil if the, yep. if the vessels are not properly positioned your your work your hard work that you spent all that time harvesting all that time in the place of harvest you you you've exerted energy to go pull and harvest these olives. You've positioned yourself to go ahead and squeeze these things. But if the vessel is not positioned properly to receive it, your oil has fallen to the ground. What a waste! It has what fallen to the ground. So mm-hmm. let me. So it goes back to that positioning again, Derek. It this whole thing. It all goes back to the positioning. It goes back to what you just said, Tamika. Well, we have to. We have to now literally get in our hearts, and this is what God was saying tonight about it, we have to keep our vessels full. We, <laughs> have, to keep, we have to keep our mm-hmm. vessels full, yeah. which it requires, like you said, Darius, it requires positioning. Because what good is it to have all the oil, but then we're not, our, our, our vessels are not positioned properly. So what? So now mm-hmm. it's all to the ground. So we got to be in position so that when the oil flows, 
we are now receiving all that God has for us. And so that way, when this holy fire is burning, it can burn continually. So it's not wasted. It's not wasted. And we're not looking, like you said, Tamika, for us to have to, oh, God, now I'm low. Let me call Naya and get a refill. Let me go call Tamika and get a refill. problem with that is that's, I'm tapping into your resources when right. I have to have enough to tap into my own. Well, what happened right. to my harvest? What happened? Did mm-hmm. I let it fall to the ground? Was, was my vessel not in position? Yeah. And wow. so then here's what happens. What happens is then we are charged. That's the problem right there. We are then charged because for those people who go and say, well, I'm going to pull from Tamika right now because I need to get that. You know what? The, they'll pull from you. They're going to get it because that's just mm-hmm. what happens. They're going to pull and they're going to get it. But now yep. they are charged. They're charged. And they're not going to get the double portion. They're not going to get the fullness of what God wants to give them. Aaron, in in Aaron's um, seed, they would not have gotten the fullness of what, they would not have gotten the the inheritance. Remember when when they said, when God said, don't give them land, don't give them nothing. I am their inheritance. They would yeah. not have really truly said, oh, God, they, we as Levitical priesthood by, in, by way of the Spirit, we are not going to really get the fullness of the inheritance, which is gaining God. We're not going to get the fullness of, the, of all that God wants to pour out in our lives until yeah. we literally understand the operation of what this thing looks like, when we can mm-hmm. posture ourselves in the place of purity and in the place of holiness to be able mm-hmm. to go ahead and put that thing on there continually. He said in yeah. Leviticus to keep that thing on the altar. What is this thing that God had an obsession about where he just absolutely had to have the fire burning continually? He was strategic when he said that. But that the rules didn't change because Christ came. He didn't just say, okay, well, now that my son died on the cross, that's, we're good here. And that's that's Old Testament, and I, I no longer require a burning fire. It's good. No, all the more mm-hmm. so now because he placed his most precious holy seal to keep mm-hmm. that fire burning. He put the mm-hmm. oil on the inside of it. So now it, it's more so now than ever. Well, mm-hmm. before, whereas yep. before, oh, a wind blew and the fire blew out, well, then get up to the hill, Aaron, and relight it because God said continually. Well, now... The, the mandate is all the more clear because we have the fire burning on the inside of us now. He lives on the inside. Mm-hmm. So we, we have right. to keep that up. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> we are the, the, fire, the fire burning on the inside is the love mm-hmm. of God. Yeah, Christ, we got to keep that. Christ said, I did not come to abolish the law but to fulfill it. And then he also it. said later on yeah. in other scriptures that he said that uh, the two commandments, you know what I'm saying, uh, love the Lord thy God with all your heart, mind, soul, and spirit. Mm-hmm. And love your, yeah. neighbor, your neighbor as your own self. He also mm-hmm. says, you will know that you are Christians by your love. Mm-hmm. So what the oil that burns continually is the love of God. You cannot mm-hmm. have the love of God in you if you have not communed with God. Amen. So when we bring forth new oil, what we're saying is, God, we bring forth an open mind and an open heart and an open soul and spirit for you to pour in new things because God does the pouring, but we are bringing forth who we are before him saying, 
everything you desire it to be, do what you want with it. But then God says, now I will render unto you my love. Emmanuel being born into the earth was a covenant that established a greater level of access to how to tap into the fire that never dies. That's, in short, the love of God, which is why in Corinthians it says, if we have not love, we're nothing. It talks about doing prophecies, you know, burning your body, being a martyr, feeding the homeless, doing all these things that we should do to represent God in the earth. But if it's not done in love, or in other words, if it's not done with a new oil or a fresh fire or an untainted fire that does not have perversion or mixture in it, then it's nothing. It might as well just be noise. Or it might as well be that we fed the homeless, but we gave them uh, food with salmonella in it. Or we got burned at the stake, but nobody got saved because of, <laughs> you know, mm. any, any example you can think of where it was pointless. Mm-hmm. So without the love of God or without the holy fire that is represented through and in his love, it, it, the fire dies when we disconnect ourselves from the source of the fire or the new oil or the new wine, or the, the fresh wind, or healing water, or, you know, another scripture put it, being planted in the rivers of living water, which also goes back to what I touched on in the beginning about position, posture, process, and power. Amen. So, um, unless anyone has any other revelation or something that is burning and you just share, I think this will be a good segue point for us to close in prayer and prepare to um, go on our personal cause and get our old game up. Tamika. Sir. Would you like to close us in prayer, please? Okay. Spirit of the living God, we come before you and we bow and say thank you. Thank you for this day. Thank you for watching over us and protecting us. Thank you for the blood of Jesus, Father God. We come before you, God, and we ask that you would search our hearts, our minds, our intents. Anything that we said or did that did not please you, Father, forgive us. Cause us to see the errors in our ways and help us to walk uprightly before you, O oh God, in Jesus' name. We ask, Father, right now that you would cover each one of us and our families and our, the things that represent us in your blood. We take authority and we bind all retaliating demons, every demonic principality, every spirit, everything that's contrary to the spirit of the living God that's been loosed against us to retaliate for, for coming in the spirit realm. We take authority over you. We bind you in the name of Jesus. We spoil your goods. We cancel your assignment. We cast you out. We command you to go in Jesus' name. Father, we ask that you shut the door so those demonic princes don't have access to us or our things. In Jesus' precious name, our family, 
We declare the glory of God over each one of us, Father God, as you cover us throughout the week, Father God. We ask that your glory would be a continual defense for us. We thank you for the angels that you've given and camped around us. We call the blessings from the north, the south, the east, and the west, and we thank you for causing showers of blessing to fall upon us, Father. We thank you for the manifestation of any word in its time and season for our life, Lord God. We ask that you will be glorified in us and give us wisdom to know what to do with what you give us. In the name of Jesus, show yourself mighty on our behalf. Lord God, even as we go before you and we represent you in the earth, Lord God, we ask right now, that you would give us the mind of Christ and give us wisdom, the spirit of wisdom. We ask that the spirit of wisdom, the spirit of understanding, the spirit of the Lord, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord will rest upon us, O oh God. In the name of Jesus, bless Bishop, Lord God, and continue to give him strategies, Holy Spirit. Continue to take him deeper, Father God. In your revelation, Lord God, in the revelation of your word, reveal your your knowledge to him, Holy Spirit, and show him how to give it to us so that we can apply it in the name of Jesus and make us strategic in all that you've placed in our hands to do, Father. For your word declares, and it is written, he that wins a soul is wise. So we thank you. We ask you for the wisdom to win souls. In the name of Jesus is what what it boils down to, Holy Spirit. It's the common denominator, souls, and that's your heart. Father God, so we thank you for giving us a heart for souls, Lord God. And we thank you for busting up the ground even as we go in, Lord. We thank you for going in and causing the echoes to break up the ground, Father God. We thank you yes, in the name uh, of Jesus that as our foot touches the ground, Lord God, you're breaking it up by your, your sound, Lord God. Your sound waves are causing the mountains to quake and it's causing the ground yes. to quake and shake and to break open, Lord God, so that when the rain falls, it penetrates. And we just give you all the glory, God, all the honor and all the praises. We ask that you cover Ebony, cover Chris, Lord God, cover Shantice, Lord God, all the families represented, Darius, Father God, um, Deidre, Father God, Nyla, Lord God, cover us in in your blood, Father, and each one of the praise team members that are not represented, Lord God, but that, that are on the praise teams, Lord God, just cover us in mercy. Father, as we go before you, now you get the glory, Father, for no flesh will grow, no flesh will glory in your presence, Father God. And as we exchange our praise for your glory, we ask that you cause us to wear it so men will look at our good works and glorify you in the name of Jesus. We ask for this, and we thank you for it, and we receive it. And we ask right now, Father God, that you would have your way in our lives, and you would be manifested even the more. In Jesus' precious name, we plead the blood over this prayer and over this meeting. Let your will be done in earth as it is in heaven. In the name of Jesus, we glorify you and honor you and thank you. Amen. Glory. Amen. 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 Did I lose everybody? No. Still here. Um, well, DJ, if you don't have any, any other logistical things that you wanted to remind us of on the way out, I think our minds and hearts are clear. Thank you for sharing that awesome prayer, Tamika. Um Everyone be blessed. I'll be reminded, you know, that the the bullet points that were given to us um, concerning 
what needs to be uh, presented for next week's meeting. You all have a great night. Good night. Good night. All right. Good night. Good night.